Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence, subpar performer if there ever was one. I play a Democrat on the radio. Well, I'm an actual Democrat, but I play a liberal on the radio. And uh, we just like to hear from you important topics. We can talk about national topics. We you realize the there are other people involved in the program than you. You just gave a very one-sided sign-on. I'm over here, you know. Rob's in the producer's seat. Look, this is... You an might an give some credit to the rest of us. This is an opinion program. My opinion is, is that not, we don't count. It's all about me. <laughs> I gather. It's human nature to be selfish. If it doesn't affect Mark, it doesn't affect anyone. All right. Well, that is an excellent point. <laughs> Rob does a fantastic job. He's a super performer around here, grabs those phones, does the archive. Now he's doing the Spotify podcast and Google Play and every other play. And uh, he's just fantastic in every way. It's ridiculous. If you'd like to call us today. And then me? You were going, you're going to mention me? Well, obviously, you're here. You're talking. Thank you. <laughs> okay, obviously, everybody, Joe's here. Thank you. Are you happy now? Well, I'm glad to say that Mark Lawrence is here, and nothing affects him is worth discussing. Nothing that doesn't affect him is worth discussing for, on the program. Because it's all about Mark. Uh, yes, anything that affects me is worth talking about. All right, let's see. What affects me the most? Well, the cold weather. Let's talk about How the about weather. How about inflation? Is that affecting you? Uh, I would say yes. Yeah, <laughs> let's see. Gas prices are up. Although, I noticed when I went to get gas uh, recently, the price was down a little bit. So, I guess maybe they stabilized and uh, went down a tiny bit. But, yeah, the price of everything is up. I just had an $8 cup of coffee. I thought, boy, this is crazy. So so I know where there's the, the old joke, and I don't mean to offend a possible client, but there's an old joke about I got gas yesterday for $1.80. It was at Taco Bell. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> That's a bad joke. Yeah, and Taco no Bell kidding. has excellent food. So yeah. All right. All right. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. You can email us at onthemarket.com. You can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM at the... The beginning of your text and then a space and then you can send a message less than 150 characters and uh, we will get it. I think uh, fewer than 150 characters describes our show pretty much too. On the market, well, there are just two characters here. Well, two characters in the room, but we know there's 150 that called last year and then there's about 1,500 listening. On the market, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. We very much support our sponsor. In just a moment, I'll have a lot more to say about them, but I do not wish that Stan, a busy business person and union class dog in our area is uh, waiting, so I don't want to waste any more of his time. Morning, yeah, it's, all morning. About, it's all about Mark. Isn't that amazing how he made it about him while you're on the line holding? <laughs> well, you know, it is what it is. It's his show, right? <laughs> That's exactly right. Anyway. It used to be our show, but I think it's become his show. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is on the mark, so right. I don't know, you know. But anyway, that's not why I called uh, Joe, you used to run the radio station there, right? Yep, years ago. 
you did the hiring and firing, right? Yep. Okay, let me ask you a question. If you had put a help wanted ad in the local paper and said black and female need only need apply for the whatever job it would be, could you have been sued for bias or discrimination? I don't know that I would have been, but yes, I could have been. That's could've for been. sure. Well, especially if you hired one and there was a, a verifiably... It used to be, that you know, it's qualified. funny because the FCC, uh, during my tenure here toward the end, they didn't care how many people you interviewed. They cared how wide a net you cast. In other words, they were concerned about how many people you actually interviewed. And it didn't, didn't matter how many you hired. They wanted to know how many you actually talked to about the job. Now they, the requirements are a little different, and they're a little, uh, little more complicated. But, you know, to me, the idea was that you hire the most qualified person for the job, regardless of their color, their sex, or anything else. That's generally what a, a good company would do. But that, that, my question is, okay, Breyer supposedly is going to retire from the Supreme Court at the end of this term. Now, he hasn't officially said it. It's been leaked out. My understanding is not real happy about that, but irregardless. And Biden has made this promise that he will only nominate black women for the post. Now, that disqualifies many people, white men, white women, Asian men and Asian women, Hispanic men and women. Do they have a case... For bias, I know it won't happen because the president can nominate whoever he wants to. Right. But that doesn't that show a clear bias? Well, we have a call coming in, but you're right. I think it does show a clear bias. Well, and I think what ha- this is. You want to hear Lawrence's worthless theory? Well, it's, sure. It's all about Lawrence. So well, let's right. hear it. Yeah, it's all about me. So this. Okay. Well, in that case, this is what's really happening. Right. You know, I think Barack Obama right. and. Um, Uh, Joe Biden came up with a list of Supreme Court nominees, and they got a chance to nominate some, and and they got on. But I think they didn't. They've never released a list the way President Trump did. Oh, I didn't say they released it. Oh, did I say release? I didn't mean to say release. No, they compiled a list. They came up, you know, they had a good list of good people. And so as they compiled this list, of course, they got to pick a couple off the top. And And then, of course, along came President Trump, and that was the end of using that list. But I think President Biden saw the list. He has it, and it the first four people on it are black, so he knew but you, he'd be nominating a, a black woman because the next you're missing people a point. on the list He actually are, promised when he was running that he would nominate a black woman. He didn't say, I will consult with my old Joe, pal Barack Obama and try and find the best qualified no, candidate not, I can find. See, so you, you, you got your funnels clogged. I said they compiled the list when they were in office together, and they started at the top, and they're working their way down. But then why didn't Joe Biden say, Barack and I compiled a list, and the next person on it is a black female? I'm just telling you this is what not actually happened is they came up with a list it's and the next not, couple people are black women no, it's, it's not a that's list, why he Mark. said if i get a chance i'm going to do a black woman it's not a list if you say i'm going to appoint a black woman and that's what he promised if it's a list yep. if you say here's jill smith here's earl miller here's bob jones these are the people i'm going to select from why can't you understand this stan okay you, <laughs> I, you, can't, I understand stan it. you have a small business there so let's suppose you're going to hire somebody to help out okay like custodial staff and you're going to hire a custodian 
The first person that comes along is Joe McGranahan. He's a retiree, promises he's going to work hard. The next one is a Josephine Smith, who is highly qualified and is retired and is willing to work for you. And the next one is uh, Joe Baker from Berwick, who's uh, going to, uh, you think he's qualified too. And your lovely spouse asks you, so who are you going to hire to be the custodian? You say, well, I don't know, but they're going to be called Joe. And so I think that's what's <laughs> happening with Barack Obama. He saw his good list of people was topped by black women. and he so had no list. For years, since the Obama administration, they looked at the list and they say, well, no matter who we nominate, guess what? It's going to be a black woman. You're assuming facts, not in evidence. You would be thrown out of court so fast it's your my head show. would spin. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. It's all about Mark. I'm Tucker Mark Carlson. Mark says, right, okay. I can make up whatever I wish. Well, believe me, you make, you're starting to sound like him from the left. <laughs> but seriously, uh, well, I mean, I you, think... You, I, you do know what would be the perfect candidate, right? That would be a transgender black woman, right? Well, that would check all. That would check the boxes. You need certainly, an Asian factor. <laughs> well, that's there. all he's going to do, anyways. There's, I heard nothing in any of what he said about qualifications. Just said it's going to be a black woman. Well, I heard... now they could have the most highly qualified black woman out there, but right there, it's strictly on her race and gender or sex. I don't know which is the right word these days. Uh, so her qualifications be damned, right? Well, you know what gets my goat about this? And I, saw, I was listening to MSNBC this morning, and, of course, they were salivating about the prospect of putting a liberal on the Supreme Court, even though it isn't going to change the 6-3 to three majority. But, you know, they were talking about how appointing a black woman would bring representation from marginalized groups into the Supreme Court. Well, the Supreme Court has for years... I think, tried to deal fairly with people of all races and colors, whether it was a liberal court or a conservative court. I don't believe that I'm underrepresented underrepresented if there's no Irish Catholic on the Supreme Court. Bald Irish Catholic. Bald Irish Catholic. Well, you don't have to just be because one. because it's you your show, you don't have to, have to be insulting. represent them. <laughs> well, Wait a minute. Do. They have Clarence Thomas there. Isn't he represent the under... Well, supposed underserved minority. Oh no, he's a conservative. And Sotomayor and and, and Alito and and Kagan. Well, I Weren't would they hope all they the would, class? I would hope they would all represent all people in the United States. This idea that unless it's somebody who's just like us, they can't possibly be a decent person. <laughs> but there person. is a balance. Uh, we, you know, we think we want the most qualified person, and you and I do. You know, Stanner and I and Joe, we want whatever race, color, sex, whatever it is, we want the most qualified person. But the fact of the matter is, this subtle balance is still the resulting thing of having a liberal make the appointment or a conservative to make the appointment. So that happens. You know, I certainly would. They should ha come up with some sort of a litmus test to find the most singularly qualified individual in the world, or in the U.S. Well, they talked about there this morning. There is, Mark. They talked Mark. this morning. There is a litmus test. Uh, I'm Mark, Mike Barnacle, I used to like him a great deal, but then he became an insane liberal, and so my love for him <laughs> kind of backed off. But he was talking this morning about how Breyer got on the Supreme Court in the first place, and it's a fascinating story. He was actually put there uh, by Jimmy Carter. He was nominated by Jimmy Carter. And when uh, Jimmy Carter was defeated, his nomination was still pending. And Strom Thurmond came to uh, Ronald Reagan, who was the incoming president, and said, listen, I think he's a good man. I think he's a, a fair man. And he said, I'd like you to leave his nomination in place. Okay. And Reagan did. 
And so that's how he got on the Supreme Court. We have Democrats. And, well, Breyer's point was that that kind of thing could never happen in today's environment. And would you say Democrats have botched the court in recent decades? No, I don't think so. I mean, I, I'm willing to concede that the Supreme Court is appointed by people who at the moment uh, are well aware of the, which way the political wind is blowing and they try to go in that direction. Okay. But that doesn't mean that once they get on the bench, they're not going to be fair and impartial jurists. Thank you so much for calling in, Stan. Really appreciate it. Good, good food for thought. We we appreciate that. And, and Thanks, good luck Stan. hiring Joe as a janitor. We can't even get him I'll, to take his coffee cup out of here. So. I'll be up. I, I'll work hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Quickie. Uh, nope. We have time for Mike. We're going to talk to Mike, and then we'll take the break. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, yesterday there was uh, one of your callers was basically in defense of uh, Joe Biden canceling the XL pipeline and his withdrawal from Afghanistan. And as far as the pipeline, the comment was made that I, I think it was basically we don't need that oil, okay? And you know, there's a narrative going around that it wasn't you know going to be used in the United States, but in a market which oil is a market. <clears throat> The supply matters, and it doesn't matter whether it's going overseas or here. It's a worldwide market. So shutting down that pipeline has an effect. It sent, also sent a message to oil companies, exploration companies, that we have a hostile to energy administration in Washington, and that, that affects future production. Well, that's an okay. oops, please. Go ahead. Go ahead. And then, and then the other thing is, as far as CO2 for those people, when it has to be transferred by other means other than a pipeline, that produces significantly more CO2 than by moving it through a pipeline. So that's counter, uh, counterproductive to their goals. But the real goals are just to get rid of hydrocarbons. So that was the one issue I had. And then finally, as far as uh, the withdrawal from Afghanistan, the ex- I don't want to say excuse, but the narrative is, well, that was, uh, he was just following uh, Trump's plan. Well, the reality is, uh, Biden had been in office for about eight months or seven months, and during that time, he could have looked at Trump's plan and said, hey, you know, either this is a great plan or it's not a great plan, and he had opportunity to change that, and just because Trump set something up, there, there's no reason, you know, Trump, Trump said, hey, we're going to do the XL pipeline, and Biden said no. So Biden had opportunity to change that plan or not implement it on that particular schedule. So I, I just think that, uh, you know, when you know, generally really good callers happen to follow the uh, Democrat left narratives, I think they can go off stray. Well, first of all, back on the pipeline, I think the president said he was canceling it for two reasons that have nothing to do with the global oil market. One was because of the eminent domain that he didn't want to be so onerous in Native American lands and other places, and I think that's a good reason. But the other thing uh, related to uh, the private, this, the fact that we didn't need the oil in the U.S. and that you know this is where the carbon footprint was, and that if the pipeline wasn't there, the oil is not going to get trucked to the those refineries is going to go elsewhere. So that that those were two things that relate there. But you are you are 100% right when you say that canceling the pipeline helped gas prices go because the global market is swayed by opinion and factors. It's it's not only a global oil supply, but it's a global energy environment. And what happens, you know, what my one boss compares it to a water balloon. You poke in one side and the other side, uh, you know, if you poke in one side, the other side 
pops out. Well, that's the way the global oil prices are. You know, if you eliminate a refinery in Texas, then the prices go up everywhere. So uh, it, it is a complex issue. And at the time, we didn't need the oil in the U.S. But in at this time, you know, we are energy dependent and we're importing. So that relates to the complexity but you know, you, of that. You're ignoring the fact that there are a lot I'm of not jobs. Ignoring anything. There, it's yes, just there very are a lot complex. Of, a lot of jobs and available in these refineries that if they don't have a product to refine, they don't have the jobs. So that even though the oil might not have been intended for the United States, the jobs it created were not definitely here. Sorry, no shutdowns. It is to me. There's, well, there's no refinery shutdowns in Texas. Sorry. Anyway, go ahead, Mike. We'll let you it, I think up. it was. I think it was heading for Louisiana anyway. Right. But the, the, the bottom line is that Louisiana is considered a poor state. So, you know, it, you know, if you want to play the game of narratives, you know, Biden hurt poor people in Louisiana. I mean, if you want to stretch it and, and, and turn it into a, a narrative. And, and then finally, uh, real quick, Los Angeles County uh, either is or is going to ban future development of uh, drilling in Los Angeles County. Now, that in 2020, that county produced almost a billion gallons of oil, okay? And they said once they get this uh, stopped, the new stuff, they're going to go after and shut down the old stuff that's in production right now. So there's another energy thing coming off the market if Democrats, and, and get this, Black Lives Matter is helping the Democrats to fight this. So, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, all I know is we use energy. We use it in everything. It goes into everything. And we need not to have this really technically a political issue. We have to have a transitional issue. If we're going to go to solar, wind, and all those things, I believe in those things. But I don't believe in erecting solar panels right now are going to really solve the big problem. You know, there's going to be new technology down the line, new ways to capture that energy coming from the sun, turn it into electricity, turn it into other forms of energy that we're going to use. But right now, I, I think we're we're really this this political situation that we're in where everything is politics and energy is bad uh conservatives are bad capitalism is bad and the other side you know believes the same thing too uh i think it's a recipe for disaster all right we could be headed thank there you, thank you so much mike all right sunbury motor company check out the address that i go to every time i drive a different vehicle down there drive start at sunburymotors.com i even drove one of the f-250s a couple weeks ago it is like a tuna boat it's like driving a fire truck but i'll tell you what if that's what like you need driving a tuna boat yeah, this you've never been on a tuna boat. They're real short and big and stocky. <laughs> and, uh, this is a commercial for our Very client. powerful motor, a lot of refrigeration. A beautiful truck to a tuna boat. These big things on the side that catch fish. <laughs> All right. Anyway, regardless of the illustration that irritates Joe, they are at North 4th Street in Sunbury and Routes 11 and 15 Hummels Wharf, and they still have the perfect vehicle for you. They certainly do not have as much inventory as they had did decades ago because of the chip shortage, but they got one of everything, and they would just love to do business with you. They're also so moving lots of pre-owned vehicles. One of the old Rangers I turned in was uh, gone a couple of days later because it had low mileage. It was in perfect condition because they'd visited the quick lane annually as prescribed, and it was in perfect condition, and out it went. Uh, it even had new snow tires on it. I but felt silly. they do not sell tuna boats. No, they don't sell tuna boats, but that F-250, just about, with the eight-foot bed and the double cab and the big moonroof on the top, and uh, it wasn't on a lift kit, but it was a two-ton truck, so it was, uh, it was a, well, quite Frankly, it was a tuna boat. All right, <laughs> sunburymotors.com for all your tuna fishing needs. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. 
Tom, you're next. Thank you for your patience. At least if you weren't waiting for Joe and I to do chit-chat, you were uh, waiting for callers to get out of the way. But you have the floor. Go ahead. Have you ever considered calling this show The Fringe? The Fringe. <laughs> the Lunatic Fringe, yeah. Instead well, we of were, on the mark, yeah, call it The Fringe. Well, we were going to call it Morning Joe, but then that's too liberal. We decided to I mean, this, this, you're on the mark correspondent. I mean, I don't know what he's what he's thinking, but uh, the Supreme Court is not a job where you sweep floors or run a machine or anything like that. And putting a black person on there is what they call diversification. Diversified. So you have different people that were brought up different ways and have different ways of looking at things. It's called diversification or diversified. Somebody ought to look that up. That is the reason why he wants to put somebody like that. Have you heard of Clarence Thomas and yeah. Sotomayor? It seems to me they're pretty diverse. They're not. They're not black women. So, in other words, no, a black man couldn't possibly represent a black woman. Or it's a category. Maybe not. No, Joe Biden no. said it's a category. Well, then you know we and need how to. Long's he, and how long is he going to be on? He's not going to be on a whole lot longer. He's an old man. Who? Clarence Thomas uh, is 74 years old. Well, he's not going to be on a whole lot longer, so, I mean... Oh, I well, mean, stays on, on as long as maybe, Breyer I mean, does. They don't, yeah, he only they don't has get 10 that more many years. chances to get people on, and then when they do get a chance to get people on, you got guys like Mitch McConnell that don't let them even put them on. Well, so that won't happen this time. You got the chance. I think you guys are... I think you guys are playing the race card. Myself, oh, come on. you guys talk about playing the race card. I think that's what you're doing. By saying that he should pick the most qualified person. If it happens to be a black woman, I'm fine with that. But I don't think you should start out announcing that I'm going to take no, a black I... woman for the job, regardless of whether there are more qualified people. Maybe there's a black well, man who's more eminently qualified. Maybe I there's a Hispanic man right not on the diversification. list. Diversification. Okay, well, where's our, where's our Asian member of the Supreme Court? <laughs> well, give him a chance. Give him a chance, and they'll so get an, it on. You've got to keep way, all right, well, give me the exact Democrats, make and we'll get them in there. Give me the exact makeup. As good American as you are, give me the exact makeup we should have on the well, Supreme Court. I don't Court. know what the exact makeup is. I'm not going to get into that. But you're saying diversification. You've got to have diversification. So, all right, now, do you feel you're represented by Clarence Thomas? Do you feel you? Do I think? Well, yeah, but I think I'm more represented by by a, a, a person that's more like me. So that would be uh, Gorsuch, Neil Gorsuch, or uh, somebody like a genius, somebody like a legal that, genius. Or, uh, you know. How about Amy Coney Barrett? She's a woman. Would she well, represent? Probably. You? Okay. Probably. Ultra conservative, though. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Are you more more concerned about the? I guess the question I'm trying to ask you and not doing a very good job of it no, is: Are you? <laughs> thank you very much. Are you more interested <laughs> in the ethnic makeup of the of the group, or are you more interested in the sexual makeup of the group? Was the mic on? When I'm I said yes, it was. <laughs> That's what I'm interested in. Okay. You can twist it around however you want to twist it around. I'm not twisting it. I'm, I'm interested in diversification. Okay. So, okay, but you won't tell me what that diversification should be. Well, this is a good step. This is a good step right now. I can't tell you. In, so, in if there were if be. there were eight black women on the Supreme Court right now, and President uh, the president was proposing a ninth, you would be opposed to that. On the, on another one, well, probably yeah. Well, you said you want diversification. They already have, they already have two. Yeah, that's enough. 
Okay. <laughs> well, all right, we've established two enough. You know, you were talking about to get off of this subject because you're not going to agree with me. Another thing, you were talking about Bob Biden's accomplishments. You know that uh, General Motors is building, a, I think it's an $8.7 billion EV plan in Michigan to build the electric trucks. All right. Hello? Yeah, well, I'm, we're listening that? to you. Well, I didn't see it, no, but I'm, I'm hearing you tell me. $8.7 billion uh, plant and how long electric is that? vehicles in uh, electric trucks in Detroit. Or and how long has that somewhere. been? You know how long that's been planned? I don't know. It started in Probably. the Trump administration. I know, I know it was planned under Trump. I right. was going to say it was planned under Trump. It was. Oh. <laughs> or George Washington. <laughs> it was planned under Trump. You can't acknowledge it, but it was. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing, he, he appointed more, more judges than anybody so far. He's appointed... 45 judges so far. Yeah, he's on a tear. Good for him. All right, we got... Well, Eric, you're going to have to wait till the 9 a.m. hour. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate All your right. call, Tom. Take care. Yep, and listen, out. there's one thing I agree with you on. The Republicans are... Uh, and I've been waiting for somebody to bring this up. The Republicans changed the voting procedure, and now we don't need 60 members of the Senate to approve. Right, you just need... And, you know, the, the Republicans Harris. are going to be bitten by their in their posterior by their own change. And Joe Manchin says he'll never vote for anybody on the court at all. What's it? No, just kidding. <laughs> Eric, call during the 9 a.m. hour. You want to hold or you want to call back? Are you, oh, I put him back on hold. Okay, Eric's going to hold. All right, you're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. The show may be all about me, but my skills with the phone are still pretty bleak. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board to the KOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is across from me. Finally, you acknowledged my presence. Ah, that's right. Oh, you brought some presents? No, Uh I said you acknowledged my presence, not my presence. What's the difference? A couple of letters. Presents. P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S. Or P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S. Do you That's say, why people don't understand the English language. Mm, okay, do you say presents? Presents. I'm giving you a present. Presents. Presents. Here's a present for you. And then there's prescient, which <laughs> sounds which, similar. Which is like I, what I am. I can see the future. Oh, yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> I, can I can see, see this show future. going downhill fast. You're going to take Eric's phone call, I, I predict. <laughs> oh, jeez, you're better at it. Than, you're a prophet. <laughs> Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. I was on hold so long, I thought I was on the phone with the Social Security Administration. Well, you were. That's what we're doing here now. <laughs> well, so uh, headline of the Daily Item today, uh, Wolf Vetoes Voting Map Sent to Him by GOP. So I want to talk about the uh, redistricting. All right. Um, so this is going to now go to the courts. Uh is there a deadline? Seriously, is there a deadline when they have to make a decision? Does this affect the current? Will this affect the midterms and our our representatives elected in November? It will affect them, and from the standpoint that they need to know what district they're running in. 
not right. So, so this has to be done. It will so affect. It will the affect voters know who to vote for come this 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 November. Right? Well, there are three maps. There's the House map, the Senate mm-hmm. map, and the congressional oh, no, map. More than that. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying there are three that have to be adopted. Oh, three different. Yes, of course. The absolutely. House, Senate, yes, and the congressional you. map. So the question becomes. For the House and Senate members, they absolutely need to have uh, some idea of where they're going to run mm-hmm. in the very near future. I would say, I would think end by the, the end month. of this month. Yeah, end of the month. That, that's for the, the federal, too, right? No, for that's for the state. The federal is a, the only congressional <laughs> map is uh, drawn, and the congressman doesn't even have to live in the district he represents. So it's not as, not as impactful on the congressional candidates as it is on the House and Senate members. But, but since there house. is one seat that we're going to lose, somebody is going to, in this game of musical chairs, not have a seat. But two aren't running, so it works out. Well, maybe not, if they, if they still put them somewhere else. In other Connor words, they, Lamb's not running. He's, he's running not, for he, U.S. Senate. Okay, so he's he's not running in his seat. But they didn't change his district. They had, uh, what's his name, um, Dan Muser running against a guy Cartwright. from Cartwright. Cartwright, yeah. So. Well, so but the, the, we still don't know where our seat's going to be, right? I've seen different maps where it has Snyder County uh, going south and Snyder County going north. Well, it hasn't east. been decided yet, but there are there are maps that oh. show the state representative uh, districts around here shifting considerably, but you would still, mm, he would be in, uh, I think you would be in Linda Schlegel-Culver territory no, in the new map. I think no? in the new map, okay. Linda lost Snyder County. Okay. The map that David the last Rowe time I talked to oh, Linda, that's right. David Rowe picks David it up. Rowe's picking up all of Snyder County. But the federal, for the uh, federal representative, because we're going from 18 to 17, so like you said, we're going to lose, someone's going to lose a seat. Right. Of course, two aren't running. It probably won't but it's change. Very important it probably won't know. change for you because Fred Keller lives so close to you that they're going to keep him in his district. So, um, but it's important to Mr. Keller. Yeah, it is important right? to Mr. Keller. <laughs> Infinitely right. important. Well, yeah, because, I mean, he's got to have enough time to figure out which airport to bring President Trump into for him to step next to him for a photo? Uh, Harris, Harrisburg if it's or Williamsburg. one, it's going to be down in Harrisburg. Obviously, the former president's got to fly into Harrisburg, while if it's the other one, the former president's got to fly into Scranton, Wilkesboro, so Fred can step, you know, step onto the plane with him and get his picture taken. I would suggest the Penn Valley Airport. Stuff, you know? I suggest the Penn Valley Airport. Have to be a smaller oh, no. plane. <laughs> I don't think Air Force One will land the Penn Valley. I don't think President Trump highway. rides in Air Force One anymore. That's true. <laughs> well, I mean, the point is, your point is well taken. They they need to do something. The latest word was that a map was sent to the, the Republicans sent a map to the governor, and the governor said no way, which means it's going to wind up being drawn by the state Supreme Court again. And since they mm-hmm. have a Democratic majority, and you don't believe that they will be bipartisan, it will favor the Democrats. I don't think the court will draw the map if you can't prove there's no, uh, irreparable harm done by the maps that have been proposed. Well, the governor's That's going what to veto last something time. very interesting. So the representative, the, the federal representative, does not have to live in the district which he represents? No. That's fascinating. Well, no one, in, pr- in pr- actual fact, no one's going to elect, I don't think, a representative who doesn't live in their district. Unless you're already super popular, and then the district shifts out from but under you. I think, they, I think they created that rule because sometimes during reapportionment, people do get bounced around. So it gives them a chance to move into the district if they've been like a congressman in the next district, and now suddenly the county they live in has been moved. And strangely enough, today, that's very possible. You know, if you lived where you do... Uh, 
uh, Eric, and you were in uh, Matt Cartwright's district up in the Poconos, you would just have to spend a lot of time electronically and on Zoom meetings and so on, and then go up there and, you know, travel the territory and spend some time in Wilkes-Barre and go up to Monroe County and that sort of thing. But you could do that. You know, the fact that you live in Port Treverton now doesn't really uh, impact the fact that you could possibly represent people uh, adequately if you don't live there, although there's certain, they call it being there, you know, that you can detect things that are happening, which hurt Pat Toomey when he spent too much time in Washington, D.C., you'll remember. Of course, we know that this doesn't affect anyone who's currently running on the Republican side for the Senate seat, right? Well, the Senate's all across the state. to run or anything, or moving to Pennsylvania for the first time just to run. Right, yeah, no impact on the U.S. Senate race. No, I mean, as far as having to live here or, you know, be any kind of resident for any kind well, of... Well, that's another topic. You, you do not have to live in, in Pennsylvania to run for U.S. Senate. Well, you can move in with your relatives. That's right. You can move in with your in-laws. <laughs> you can that's sleep. Right. There's a cot. That, or if you're a huge <laughs> fund manager in, in Connecticut, you can, you can, you know, start vaulting your Pennsylvania roots and move back just in time for the election. All you need is a cot in the attic at your in-laws, and you're in. Okay. Pennsylvania is... a wonderful world in which we live, gentlemen. There you go, Eric. Listen. Well, at the the map I'm looking at right now, the 12th congressional district proposed runs from Perry County up to the northern tier. So Snyder County is all in the 12th congressional district as it has been. Uh, Northumberland County is added to the 12th congressional district almost in its entirety. And so, yeah, and the submission, I, I'm looking at the map for the joint submission plan, and that sweeps us, but also sweeps looks like Harrisburg and all the way into most of Cumberland County, and then all up to Sullivan County, but does not go over to scranton wilkes All right. Well, Harrisburg's been cut out of it. Har- the, the, the Harrisburg district is basically Dauphin County, and then a little bit of Lancaster County, maybe most of Lancaster County, and a touch of uh, Cumberland okay. County, okay, so and a very little bit of Adams County. But again, very important because, you know, Fred's got to know which airport to tell President Trump to fly into so he can step on the plane with him. It's very important. Well, if he chooses Harrisburg, it won't be in Fred's district. <laughs> <laughs> because Fred actually went to have a district. So. Well, he does have a district. Oh, he'll have a district one way or another. He'll just right. be shifted. He could shift right out from under him. Well, so he's, it's sounds d- like he might have to move. I doubt that. I doubt it. All right, anyway. No, his county, Snyder County, is firmly within the 12th Congressional District. All right. Thank you so much, Eric. Thanks for calling Thank in. Thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate the yep. opportunity. Appreciate Thank that. one 800 That frees up the line. we got one call coming in, but we'll take more comers. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com and text us at 70236. Always include the keyword OTM. So we would just love to hear from you uh, today. Feel free to give us a buzz. We do have some very brief news headlines here. The downward trend continues in COVID-19 hospitalization statewide. We now have about 5,800 people hospitalized in Pennsylvania. That number was 7,000. Geisinger, Danville, and Evangelical Community Hospital with fewer patients on board with COVID-19, though still at exceedingly high numbers for their health care facilities. Two deaths in the past 24 hours in Snyder County, or of Snyder County residents with COVID-19. Bob Garrett of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce talking about uh, the closure of Country Covered Restaurants. At the Greater Susquehanna Valley Center, 
the attendance is up 143%. So we think we're doing the right things. We're going to continue to do those right things. And we all have to work on this. If there's folks on the sideline, encourage them, get the skills you need to get back into the labor force. And frankly, I think they're making the right decision. It's far better to not be in business and uh, and go out with that gold standard than have to bring it down to the bronze standard. And that's uh, talking about, uh, first of all, country covered, and then secondly, how community colleges are booming locally uh, during this time, and some of the individual workers at uh, the country covered may be able to attend community college for retraining. We still have a skills gap in our area. He'll talk about that a week from tomorrow when Financial Friday happens on WKOK. A lot of people still talking about the break-in at the Good Samaritan Mission on Ferry Street. Danville culprits damaged the new building, damaged some of the contents, took cash, and donations. Anyone with information asked to call Danville PD. Governor Tom Wolf signed the bipartisan legislation benefiting health care workers. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? Governor Wolf signed, signed legislation. Bipartisan legislation. It's, yes. it's nothing short of a miracle. Uh, the particular bill, $225 million from the federal government to help hospitals struggling to keep staff on board as the Omicron variant continues uh, to have an impact. And finally, where would you find 52,341 stuffed animals on a Tuesday? night. How Hershey. about on the ice at the Hershey <laughs> Arena? The teddy bear toss was held this week after they did all the counting and contacted the Dauphin County Children and Youth, Coco Packs, Boys and Girls Club of Harrisburg, and Palmyra Lions Club. They said, hey, come here with your truck. We got 52,341 stuffed animals during the annual teddy bear toss. Gordon Deal read that story yesterday on I his s- program. I heard that. Yeah, that was super And he said that him. they supposedly were supposed to throw the, uh, the teddy bears out on the ice when Hershey scored its first goal but right. then at the end of the story he said Hershey lost the game like 7 to nothing <laughs> Oh no they scored one goal Tuesday well oh, maybe it was uh, I don't know I thought it was just odd. or something <laughs> well, Yeah they uh that doesn't make sense. That didn't to me. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe they just waited till the last goal of the game or something. I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The fact is, 52,000 stuffed animals. It's a good news story, and if it's good news, I don't care if it doesn't make as much sense as other stories. Fair enough. We're going to read it on the radio. We hate good news around here, but we have to do it sometimes. Cindy, you're on the mark. Amen to that, Mark. Whatever you got to do to put good news on the radio, I appreciate it. Um, I wanted to... Um, make a comment about the Supreme Court situation. Um, And I have sent you some emails with some interesting data, but it's clear to me that we're not so much concerned about uh, reflecting the the, um, racial makeup of our society as just uh, using this as as another wedge issue, which is most unfortunate as far as I'm concerned. But I'm calling on the Republicans to not waste this nation's time and angst on this nomination. I think, you know, it's, it's a foregone conclusion. It's going to go through. There's really no point, no positive that comes from staging some massive beat-up show uh, uh, to do this. I think they ought to just cooperate and get it done. You think Democrats will unify on this? I don't know. I don't know what their feelings are. You know, my gut reaction was that this is not, I see it as not fair, not because it excludes white people, but there's never been a Native American on the court. There are two female Native Americans who are federal judges. There's never been an Asian American on the court. And in fact, um, 
recently Asian Americans have risen very high on the list, and yet they're not being given a chance. So, and that's why I'm saying I, I don't get this. If we're trying to go for diversity and equity and all these wonderful things, why wouldn't those people be in the pot of consideration? And I have to wonder uh, about the proposition that there was a list in the um, Obama? In the Obama, the administration. Obama administration. Thank you. Yeah. I was getting there. In the Obama administration. But well, we only have 90 minutes, Cindy. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jeez, sorry. He says the 74-year-old who can't remember stuff. Uh, but ironically, that administration went on to nominate an old white guy. I, I don't get it. If that were really, wasn't Merrick Garland a white guy? I yes. mean, just looking at him. In a photograph, I assumed he was white. Maybe he's not. Maybe no, he is. But I, the difference yeah. there is that they, they were looking for someone they thought would ga garner some Republican support. It didn't have anything to do with race or sex or anything. It was who, who might we get a few Republican votes for. And, of course, they never put him up, so he never got those Republican votes. I don't actually know the answer to this question, and maybe you don't either, Joe, but who nominated Clarence Thomas? Uh, Ronald, no, was it Reagan? Um no, yeah, no. That's what I was thinking. I'm sorry. It was, Ronald Reagan. I, it was either Ronald Reagan or George H.W. Bush. Huh. I'm going to say Reagan. I think huh. it was Reagan. <laughs> Based on no facts and evidence. <laughs> and almost <laughs> well, then why would we assume that Republicans would oppose, would oppose black people when they nominated a black justice? Well, I, I think that the, the problem I see is the Republicans have created uh, a mechanism now that they can appoint, the Democrats can appoint a Supreme Court justice without any Republican votes. Now, I hope the Republicans are reconciled to that. I agree with you because they created the situation and they benefited from it three times. And now they can't, they can't in my opinion, uh, blame the Democrats for walking through the door they opened. Well, here's their opportunity to be the big guy, or the, I don't know, what's the, there's a phrase for this, the better heart, right? Here's their chance to demonstrate real leadership. Yes, this is the process they put into place. Yes, this person is qualified, and yes, she gets to join the court. So suppose, I, I, suppose this woman he nominates um, sexually, or is accused of sexually assaulting somebody she went to junior high school with which is basically what we had with uh, one nomination, Republican nomination, should they look into it or should they just say, look, we're not going to bring anything up, we're just going to let the Democrats do what they're going to do, and we're just going to smile and say, good job? I think your conduct, short of criminal behavior, convicted criminal behavior in high school and junior high school is immaterial to the discussion. If I agree. <laughs> if you've conducted yourself for these decades since, and if you have earned a law degree, been vetted repeatedly, because don't they have to be vetted to be federal judges? God, I hope so. Supposedly. I mean, and, and have the academic credentials to... Uh, I personally, looking at the list, and I don't remember her name, but there was a woman, I believe that she's the one that um, Representative Clyburn backs, is not a graduate of Harvard or Yale, right? I would, I would open my arms to her. I think we right. need other kinds of thinking. I don't think two law schools should own the Supreme Court. The that court. troubles me. That that there's an example of a lack of a lack of diversity. Absolutely. All right. Thank but you. I'll ask you the same question I asked Tom. What would be the proper makeup, in your view, of the United States <laughs> Supreme Court? Nine qualified people. <laughs> well, that there would be go. mine. 
I would like to, I, it, you know, if that were me, if I were this woman, it would haunt me the rest of my life. I didn't get here because I was uh, a highly qualified person. I got here because of my race and my gender. And I would, uh, that would uh, offend me all of my life. And how would you ever grow past that? Well, what well, about one of this? Our, what have you thought of it with Lawrence's theory, the worthless theory that uh, President Obama and uh, Vice President Biden had a list of the em- most eminently qualified individuals in the country to go to the court? Merrick Garland was on the list, and obviously Elena Kagan and uh, uh, Sonia Sotomayor. They were at the one, two, three spots, but you're next on that list. Skip the fact that he told an open mic and said, I'm going to nominate a black woman. He just happened to knew that it would be a black woman because he knew that the next two or three on the list happened to be black women. This is could Lawrence's you, worthless. Could, yeah, could you comfort yourself with that? <laughs> I don't think so. Not that. Okay. Yeah. Well, one because one. the general social uh, norm, the, what society would say is she got that job because she's black and a woman. Right. Well, Not Tom was. Oh, you took that off, and that was relevant to this discussion. I was oh, about right to read it. it. Let go. But uh, Mark, I pointed out to you that if they had this magic list that you keep suggesting, and I'm not going to argue exist. they don't, I suspect they do, then why did they nominate Merrick Garland? Why As I didn't said, they nominate, Joe, uh, they nominated Merrick Garland because they were looking for someone that might get some Republican support. They knew that they were going to have a trouble have trouble getting somebody through, so they were trying to find somebody who was moderate enough that he might pick up some Republican support. Didn't but, happen. But, Joe, I pointed out to you that it's the Republicans who put... The black person on the court who is there now. This is like a circular argument. <laughs> well, there's so a there's a story here. the Republicans are open-minded about this issue, contrary to the image doing, that some people like to. I'm protect. trying to get back to the email that there. I had up there that I wanted to relate get to. Since now this isn't the one I was looking for. Get Stop next. it. Come on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Jeez, boy, one of boy, our we talk about diversification. <laughs> one of our emailers, in response to Tom, who said he was looking for diversification, said, "Tom, our bang up." job borders are was hired based on diversification. How's that working for you? So, I mean, diversification doesn't mean anything Come if they're not picking somebody who's competent to do the job. Oh, I agree. That should be, in fact, I'd like to think that would be why we hire people. Just like, you know, the EEOC thing. It says you're not allowed to consider it. Uh, my plain reading, you're not allowed to consider race. You're not allowed to consider the gender. And I understand that becomes inconvenient when you want to consider the race and the gender of the person. Yep. But why does that law apply to everybody but the president making a nomination? Fair enough. I, I think that calls into question what we're doing here. Yeah, it's if you were operating a government uh, uh, what a civil service office right. and you said, oh, we're hiring a black woman, oh, my gosh, you'd be fired immediately. Uh, I, I mean, isn't that when we do this, when we pick people for positions, based on their race, their gender, their sexual orientation, their, oh, my gosh, their, so, their handicappedness, their age, all those things. When we do that on purpose, we negate that we have this law that says you're not allowed to do this. Well, guess it what's in trouble? You're not allowed to do this unless it's politically expedient to do something else. I didn't see those words in there anywhere. And, Cindy, guess what's in trouble in the current U.S. Supreme Court? Affirmative action. That's exactly right. And, well, it should be because Asian Americans have been, the, the uh, Harvard and Yale have refused to admit them in fair numbers for qualifications. They have deliberately practiced racial bias, right. and that is totally unacceptable to me. Thank you so much anyway. for calling in. Well, they want to Thank give you. us poor uh, Caucasian people a chance against those 
very smart Asians who are coming here and taking all those spots in the Ooh, That's a nice stereotype. All well, right. that, that's, that's, the, that's the argument that they're saying, that there are too many well-qualified Asians, and they're cutting out seats that could go to other minorities. That's not, Cindy's right, that's not fair. That's not the American way. It's totally wrong. All right, we'll take a quickie break. We'll come right back. We've got one caller standing by, but we'll take more comers. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We're talking about the U.S. Supreme Court and Justice Breyer planning to retire reportedly, and a couple of qualified black women are on the short list that... The only list. ...that I have decided exists. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark, 1-800-795-9565. I'm not participating, though you give me my mouse back. Kevin is refereeing the mouse <laughs> fight, and he says, Thank give you. Joe his mouse back. But don't abuse it. That's all I'm saying. Me abuse it. You abuse it. You're the mouse You're abuser. You're the mouse abuser. You're the worst mouse abuser there ever was. Mark, Mark from, from Watson Town. You're on the mark. All right, children, let's get a hold of yourself there a little. You're bickering again. Yeah, that's what we do here. <laughs> Why, well, uh, there was an accident with a monkey truck, and these monkeys were, were infected with certain diseases. Uh, uh, maybe you heard something about it. Uh, uh, I, I guess they originate from Monkey Island off of South Carolina or wherever they do these experiments, but uh, uh, have you heard anything? Well, yeah, it's been all over the news. Uh, one woman claims that uh, she may have, oh, no, she said that originally they thought she might have been uh, received some sort of uh, illness from the monkeys, but then it turns out she was exposed to COVID, according to a story that I yeah. believe I saw in the paper yesterday. Well, yeah, one of our good listeners says the Daily Adam has the definitive story on Wednesday. Oh, I, I don't get the Daily Adam, and I don't get the Sun Gazette anymore. And uh, I'm a little uh, dinosaur when it comes to good news. I'm always a couple of days late on that, so I got explains that. Uh, I'm also concerned about some of these uh, technicians and scientists that are being left into this country uh, 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 in sensitive uh, locations uh, from China. I just don't know what Fauci's up to, but I just don't trust that guy. Okay. Well, uh, I, I certainly think he's given us a lot of reason to question his his actions, but I yep. don't know that he's got the, the, you know, I think he probably has the best interest of the people at heart. There Maybe we go. disagree on how he's wow. proposing, but... Oh, brother, I disagree with that. All right, well, that's oh, what this so program's many, about. There's so many contradictions with him. Uh, uh, you know, I just, uh, what do you think about him, Mark? 
Well, I think he has the best interest of the Americans at heart. I, I think he may have changed his mind along the way. I don't think he deliberately lied. I think the science has changed somewhat, and that's to his benefit. And of course, we know if you watch Fox News, they put one time when he said one thing next to another time when he said something else about the same question. So I don't think he's been the but most stellar, credible human being in history, but he's been a real asset to the nation he's getting us through this. political. Right. I well, yes. Yeah, well, what, what about the funding uh, that he steered the into the lab over there in China. I, I mean, he's got he's got a history of of uh, uh, diverting our money into uh, hostile territories no, like China. No, 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 no. It wasn't diverted. It was part of an allocation that was permitted to help fund science research all over the planet, including in China. So it wasn't diverted. That was well, just the best do, place to use it. Why would you do that with a hostile? Uh, country that's out to do us in. Because we still get some of the beneficiary of the research happens. They publish the findings and there are researchers from around the globe helping there so we can believe the results. And when they publish the results, we get to look at it because we help fund it. Yeah, well, that's right. We all fund it. I guess it's, it's uh, maybe it's safer to do it overseas. I don't know. That no, could be another reason. Every lab can't be doing the same thing. Some do some things better than others. Some do other things. I mean, they have Harvard labs where they're working on vaccines. They have, you know, labs in China where they're trying to really d discuss viruses, <laughs> maybe so they can use them for weapons. That's another topic. But, yeah. But, uh, you know, we, we fund about, research all over the planet. What about the shutdown over there in China? What's going on over there again? Not familiar with that one. Shut What's shut down now? What shut down? Well, they got part of uh, an area shut down again over there. Uh, that was oh, on because the of an outbreak. Yeah, I don't know. I don't either. Yeah, well, well keep keep me posted on that, will you? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And what's Stay happening tuned. with the Ukraine in your mind? Oh, I think uh, I think the, if they go in, all hell's going to break out uh, in other parts of the world. Uh, uh, it, it all stems from the the, the poor pullout from Afghanistan and leaving eighty billion dollars worth of equipment and some of our people behind and all. That's uh, that's what showed the weakness and that's what what we're gonna have. We're gonna uh, pay the price for that. And uh, I I think uh, he could go in. I think he's trying to reestablish what Russia was. Uh, and uh, if uh, Ukraine falls, well then other countries like Poland are going to feel the pressure too. You know. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank right you. Up. All right. Thank take, you so take much. Take care, guys. You do. If, if Vladimir Putin invades the Ukraine and becomes Russian territory 100 years from now, who will care? The Ukrainian people. Still. I would think. It would still be a brought-up topic globally, though. They have been fighting for their independence since 1991. Right, but uh, I, I, that may be Putin's theory. Take it over now. Yes, we're going to suffer economic consequences or whatever consequences there exist. But uh, 100 years from now, they'll be back in the USSR, and, and future leaders can do what they wish. Uh, i got to take the break. So, Chris, stand by. Uh, read this from one of our good listeners, Joe. Democrat Harry Reid is the one that got rid of the filibuster for federal judge nominees. Republicans just carried that forward. All right, you keep going. And then Tom, Bo Tom Biden, <laughs> that's with Tom Biden, Tom, comma, Biden is a disgrace and a clear and present danger to the USA. And oh, then, oh, it so, went away. Sorry. There you go. All right, Tom, you, you can't be trusted with this mouse. <laughs> Tom, race and gender shouldn't even be a consideration for the Supreme Court of the United States, only qualifications. The litmus test is one thing, the, test, the text of the Constitution. 
One more. Why not? All right. And hey, Tom, picking someone strictly based on gender and race is prejudiced. Are you prejudiced? All right. We'll be right back. And this is from a man who can't even read the text machine program thing saying I shouldn't use the mouse. Come on now. Put Chris on the radio ASAP. Thank you, sir. Thanks for your patience. We appreciate that. Go right ahead. You are on the mark. I was waiting for the music to cut back. There. Yep, you're good. Go right ahead. Okay. Uh, yeah. First of all, uh, Thomas was chosen because he was black. So that's something to keep in mind. Okay. And uh, I was wondering how many uh, decades do you think we should uh, say not only maybe nobody from... Harvard or Yale, but no Catholic should apply. <laughs> well, how many are there? Three? Catholics? They're either all Catholic or all but one, I think. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's my guess. They were they were useful for Republicans in filtering, the, finding the most anti-Roe people, and they were useful for Democrats for being able to squeeze into the Supreme Court without having to face a record of being on the, uh, against uh, against uh, uh, in favor of Roe, rather. Okay. I guess I should phrase, phrase it. Okay. Because they were personally against uh, abortion because of their religion. They, well, in theory, Joe, uh, Joe Biden is personally against uh, religion uh, abortion because of his religion. Yes. So should we get Joe Biden out of the presidency because he's a Catholic? I didn't say anything about getting anybody out of anything. Well, you said, said have not apply. Uh, having having uh, only one religion represented on the Supreme Court is kind of weird. Well, we only think? have one religion represented in the presidency of the United States. At a time, yes. So in other words, a Catholic can't represent a Protestant on the Supreme Court. Well, I was just saying, if you're going to go by, uh, if you're going to go Diversity. by, I'm, I'm not making any rules. I'm making observations, Joe. Okay. I'm not passing any laws, but uh, <laughs> it it seems like uh, some some uh, some members of uh, things don't don't count when you have uh, all or all but one Catholic on the Supreme Court. It's kind of weird. I don't recall anybody saying, any president saying, you know what would would serve us best is a Supreme Court filled with Catholics. I think that they were chosen, I like to believe, because for of their abilities. Reasons. For their Well, yeah. yes, for political and uh, their abilities. Yes, political reasons. I don't know if uh, Thomas was chosen for his ability. I think he's been a... Uh, he didn't talk for 10 years in 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 the court discussions, the public ones. And he uh, he flounts uh, conflict of interest laws all the time. In what way? Uh, the people he's hearing cases on are paying his wife a quarter million dollars. For what? To represent them. for them. <laughs> to argue for them. So in other words, if my wife is lobbying for somebody, that means I don't have an independent mind. I can't think for myself. It's the appearance of a conflict of interest when they're contributing $250,000 to your salary. And how about when your family earnings? And, yes. And when Joe Biden's son is getting uh, Burisma money, is that the same thing? 
hiring uh, a guy to be a head of a that's elect- the same thing no sons are not the same as wives it, does, it doesn't end up in joe's pocket so he isn't the big that's guy according to the laws well it's still a family about. member i mean if my son came to me and said dad could you help me out if I could help him out and it wasn't yeah, illegal, I'd do it. Well, that Hunter would be didn't uh, say that. Proper of your son, and you should tell your son to go jump in the lake, <laughs> <laughs> Lake Augusta, and you get one month next year. Well, how do you know? But this is actually family income coming to his household, to his, to his household. And you don't think he could separate and, himself from that? And you don't that. think if a judge is on any other judge anywhere is getting a quarter million dollars, except on the Supreme Court? From his wife is getting a quarter million dollars from a company, and they're supposed to rule on whether the company did something well, illegal or hold a trial. The Democrats that are company. The Democrats they would not disqualify themselves. The Democrats are in charge down there. Why aren't they conducting an investigation into Clarence Thomas's because bad behavior? It's not illegal on the Supreme Court. In the Supreme Court tradition is every judge decides for himself. And I believe that's what Clarence Thomas does. I don't believe he's influenced by his wife any more than I believe <laughs> that Amy Coney Barrett's influenced by her okay. husband. Still, it's you still can a believe conflict that of interest. If you want. I don't care. I think right. you're foolish for believing that, but go ahead. Thank you. All right. <laughs> I have no argument with your judgment there. All right. What else, Chris? Okay. And then, uh, well, Race and uh, ethnicity and maleness was always a factor in, and femaleness or maleness was always a factor in uh, appointing judges. That's interesting. That you is also that's true. You don't think it was true. just all white men getting on there by accident for 150 years? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, bear in mind that for a large portion of that time, women didn't have the right to vote. Well, yeah. blacks weren't even people. And blacks weren't bra- blacks were citizens of a person, right. Yeah, so. they weren't even citizens. So we had some background to make up until the 1860s. All right, Chris, wrap up. we got a caller waiting. Go and right I ahead. don't think blacks got three-fifths of a vote. No, they didn't. No, they didn't get right. any vote. They didn't get, they got zero votes. It was the representation in the, in the House of Representatives that was an issue on that. And then later on, the amount of money you're your state might have yeah. gotten from federal programs, but Till I don't Repu- think they made those programs existed much when, before the Civil War. Until the Republicans passed the Voting Rights Act. When was the first black citizen who yeah, became a lawyer Democrats, in the U.S.? And Democrats passed the Voting Rights Act. All right. Thank you so much, Chris. Thanks for calling in. Take care, Chris. Yep. yep appreciate Bye. that. 1-800-795-9565. we got a busy guy on the line. Harry, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, I had uh, one thing I wanted to talk about, but then, Mark, you you just made a comment before the last break that that struck uh, struck both my wife and I as we were listening here. When you said that in a hundred years, if if Russia took over the Ukraine in a hundred years, who would who would even care? Like historically, who would even care? Suppose in 1776, the British had uh, had uh, defeated us. Do you think a hundred years later, nobody would have cared? Well, I'd, I'm just coming up with an idea on maybe, maybe what Vladimir Putin's theory is that his, one of his goals is to cobble the USSR back together. So if that's true, then he could do this, and the legacy would be that he would, uh, you know, Ukraine would never be able to fight back on their own, and it would probably stay that way. And 100 years from now, it would just be accepted. But, of course, in oh, the okay. U.S., we would have kept yeah. fighting, even you know, to our dying day here in the U.S. Right. since 1760, okay. so... Okay, I, I got you. I, I, I 
I didn't take it that way. That, it kind of floored me. Actually, 1760 <laughs> was the French and Indian War. 1776 was the start of the War of Independence. I know. I saw, I saw Hamilton. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you, then you know it all. <laughs> the, other, the other thing that I actually caught, had uh, set in my mind to call for, I, uh, there was a gentleman named Brian Stetler, uh, or Stetter, I guess is his name, um, from CNN, who is going into schools now as part of a literacy uh, uh, some literacy groups project. I forget what they call uh, ELP. I know is the name of the group, but I can't remember what the what the first part is. Literacy project. I don't remember what the E stands for. But anyway, I think it's education. Now that I think about it. But anyway, he is going into schools to teach them about disinformation and media bias. And and when I heard that, I uh, my I heard it while I was driving, so I had to pull off to the side of the road because I had to, I was filled with laughter so much that I could not see anymore from the tears running down. <laughs> there is no member of a news network, uh, especially CNN or Fox, that should be out there lecturing somebody on disinformation or misinformation. I mean, that is unless they're telling them how to do it, because that seems to be the stock in trade in most of this. Well, who better? Um, <laughs> Who better to yeah, talk about can, dis- disinformation? To them, there is no misinformation unless they're the ones. It, it, the problem with that becomes the only misinformation is news given to you by the other networks. And if you're going to do this project, shouldn't you have more than one representative doing this? Certainly in theory, yep, yep, yep. Well, I, I'm yeah. interested. You believe you put, you're tarring CNN and Fox in the same brush. I gather you get I, your I news somewhere else. I will tar any network. Yeah, no, they're all the same, network. only different. I don't care who it is. When I hear CBS, and, and it's a commercial that plays on US, and I brought this up a long, long time ago. When I hear CBS advertise themselves as your home for original reporting, <laughs> I don't want original reporting. Right. I want factual reporting. I agree with you. That, <laughs> that is an issue for every network, every network. I, I chose CNN and Fox because they're opposite ends of the political spectrum, and and that's where I one is the one is the uh, the voice and the and the media arm of the Republican Party, and one is the the uh, communications arm for the Democratic Party, and that and that's the that's the issue with all of this. You can't have any sane discussion about misinformation unless you are talking to people about all all forms of, of, or all slants of, not slants, what's the word I'm looking for, um, all Stripes. forms of information, okay. not right. just the stuff you want to hear. All right. Thank you, Harry. Yep, good points. Yeah, we wouldn't have Tucker Carlson teach that class or no, An- Anderson no, Cooper. Not. Who better than Tucker uh, Carlson? Well, as long yeah, if they teach it, say, look, this is watch out for stuff like I put on. Then, but I doubt that <laughs> this guy the from problem, CNN says well, that. The problem with all of those guys, and it started with Rush Limbaugh, and it's filtered all the way down now. O'Reilly, Carlson, uh, uh, Don Lemon. I mean, it's not limited to one network. It's because the the more extreme you, the louder you talk and the more often you talk, people think you're smart. All it means is that you talk louder and longer than anybody. That's all. It doesn't mean you're right or wrong. It just means that you talk more than the others. And that's what the what these guys have become. We we don't have much in the way of newsmen anymore. We have talking heads, and and that permeates many times even into the newscast. And that's where the true in- this misinformation is coming in, because you're not getting news. 
All right. We got you. Thank you so much. Thanks Fair for enough, calling Harry. in. Thanks Harry. for calling. Appreciate it. Glad to hear from you again. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Upper right-hand corner really fast here, Joe. Said, Cindy, the Democrats drug the, uh, drug the conservative, oh, okay, drug the conservative nominees through the muck without much success. Republicans should have an opportunity to scrutinize the nominee with fair and just investigative powers. The Republicans and conservatives seem to always take the path of charity and wind up being kicked in the teeth after it's over. All right. We got Signed more Dennis. emails coming. We got a caller standing by. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Uh, oh, Chris is about that one on a there. minute. Go ahead, Chris. Sixty seconds. Okay. Uh, I also wanted to mention uh, one of the worst things the Supreme Court did was they let Kennedy uh, choose Kavanaugh as his successor. There was a deal made. Kavanaugh would resign if Kavanaugh would be nominated as his successor. Kennedy would resign if Kavanaugh was nominated. Okay. Yeah. I got you. Okay. Yeah, and there's and, all kinds of shenanigans. And somebody was talking today about Democrats bundling. you guys didn't ask bundling. why Thomas was chosen because he was black. I guess you know. I don't believe he was chosen because he was black. And he George H. W. Bush. Marshall. Replacing Thurgood Marshall. Okay, I got you. Thurgood Marshall. All right. Thank okay. you so much, Chris. Very, very much appreciated. Okay. Uh, Rob, you're going to dominate the rest of the show. If you so choose, you are now on the air. Yes. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, I'd like to tell you about Country Cupboard. Oh, okay. What about Hello? it? That's yes, fine. Yep, you're listening. on. Go right ahead. Yep. Uh, I just wondered if people realize how much money it takes just to open the doors up there and the problem, the situation they're having with uh, help, and it's really not their fault. They're trying to get out without having to file for bankruptcy, so it won't hurt their other businesses. And now, people are coming in, they're so busy, <laughs> people are trying to come to get their last of their meals, but if they would have came before, they probably wouldn't have had to shut down. But if they, they were only, uh, as Mr. Baylor, I think, said, they were only using part of their facility because they didn't have the help. So that would not have, that would not, having a ton of people come in wouldn't have helped them and unless there were more people there to work. It wouldn't make the food right. prices go down either. Right, and they, they can't get people to come and help, uh, you know, serve. They come in, put an application in, and then don't show up. 
so they can stay on unemployment. <laughs> right, that's the fault of our U.S. Well, I, government. I don't think anybody yep. can fault the, yep. fault the family for what they're what they're what they've had no. to do. I mean, they made a tough business decision. It Correct. breaks my heart to see them go because I love their breakfast buffet and their sticky buns have a I fond know. place in my heart forever. <laughs> and your waistline. Takes, and my waistline, right? <laughs> yeah, it almost takes them. I would say close to ten thousand dollars just to open the door till they prep everything, pay all their people. The electricity, you know, all that food prices or the food chain are going up, so they'd have to raise their prices on the buffet and everything, and they didn't want to do that. But that, well, the thing I don't understand, though, is why close the gift shop? That's a, a different thing. doesn't take as many people to run a gift shop. No, but the they just want to close everything and be done with it. I think the magnet is the restaurant so for the gift shop. Without the restaurant, you may not get the customers right. at the gift shop. Correct, yeah, but they had correct. that little cafe, cafe there. They could have staffed yeah. that. Well, you know, they might have shut down the main dining room. They just didn't want to do that. They wanted to close it out completely so they wouldn't have to be underneath it anymore. I'm sure. Yeah, nobody factored in the ex- one of our good listeners suggested the other day the exhaustion factor that comes from running businesses that are being correct. squeezed from all sides. It's, it must be extremely yeah. tense. It's true. Yes. My work. My wife's worked there for 33 years. And oh no, kidding! Wow, good for her. Yes, so she uh, she's really sad. All right. Oh my. Well, I will say one thing: the All staff right. they had Thank there were you, great people. They were always very friendly and always very helpful. Yep, yep. super duper. Very good. Yep. All right. Thank you so much, Rob. Very much Thank appreciate you. the call. As we suggested, he got a chance to help us wrap up the show with more words about the country cupboard closure. We told you about that Monday morning. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. We're going to launch into the Dan Patrick Show, but we'll have another on the mark tomorrow. This is WKOK Sunbury.